Hey there, hi there, ho there. You're as welcome as can be. Uh, welcome once again to Disney Compendium. This is volume 11. The 1949 classic, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. If this is your first episode, we're going through these chronologically. So this is the 11th movie, so this is the 11th episode. See how that works? <laughs> I'm your. We host. made it all the way to 11. Yes. <laughs> I am your host, JJ, and over there, you just heard him, is my buddy Nick. Nick, how you doing? I am uh, doing great. Uh, I'm going to go uh, wreck a car and uh, be uh, awful to my friends. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, good, good morals were taught. And, you know, he learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, The <laughs> Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. This is the last package picture. Of the four. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I guess, I guess Winnie the Pooh is technically a package picture, but it's, it's a bunch of shorts, yeah. but for the most part, this is sort of it. Like Winnie the Pooh isn't for a few more years and Fantasia 2000 isn't for decades. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Look forward to the episode in 2025. Yes. Uh, much much like Disneyland, this podcast can never really truly be finished. <laughs> please um, be excited. <laughs> please clap. Uh, please <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is luckily, much like the last one that we were very, very much enjoyed, uh, only two shorts. Uh, yeah. yeah. About a half hour a piece. And it is uh, The Wind in the Willows and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And those are your two stories that they're telling in this one. And at least thematically, um, the framing device makes sense for this. It is two historically classic literary works. Yeah. They're not connected directly, even in tone. But at least there's the the connection of oh, these are classic pieces of literature. One's an American piece and one's, uh, you know, European. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's fun. Like it's, it's surprisingly well done. It starts off with, um, the wind in the willows, uh, narrated by, uh, 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 Basil Rathbone. Sherlock who, Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, he will, or, yeah. the, or the Slut of Frankenstein, also? Yeah, and he was in uh, the Errol Flynn Robin Hood, was another mm-hmm. one of his. Um, but Sherlock Holmes is like, well, he did like five or six Sherlock Holmeses and even reprised his role okay. as Sherlock Holmes in a Disney movie uh, much later. Uh, he does, the he great. is Sherlock Holmes in The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. But, um, but here he is just the narrator uh, for this one. Uh, unlike um, the, the second short of Legend of Sleepy Hollow, um, he's just he's more of there for framing because Sleepy Hollow doesn't have voice acting. Uh, it no. is done. It is done all completely through Bing Crosby. 
and this one, uh, this uh, Wind in the Willows has full, like a full cast. You kind of need to. It's, it was a, it was much more poemy uh, than Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was just a story. So Bas- Basil Rathbone is basically like the Ron Howard narrating. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's of, of Toad Biased Bluth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. Um, but uh, yeah, Wind in the Willows is uh, an old uh, Kenneth Kenneth Graham, I think it was, was the author. Yeah. Yeah. 1908 old uh, story, and uh, as I was talking to Nick just before we went on, I'm actually this is probably the most faithful Disney has ever been to source material. <laughs> it's close, yeah. Yeah, it's you know it's not one to one, but it, it it takes a little more uh, takes a little more liberties with the humor, <laughs> perhaps than the actual story, but. Um, for the most part, all of the major story beats from that from the book are there. Uh, you, you know what? You know what's fun is I I hadn't watched this Wind in the Willows by itself in a long time, and I watched it yeah. this afternoon, and and I'm watching like this thing's basically a prequel to Disney uh, to uh, D- Mickey's Christmas Carol. Literally, <laughs> all the characters are in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can really just see like uh, after the end of this one, like. Uh, later on, Toad finally chills out. Now he's throwing a Christmas party. Like Toad's annoying uh, friend, horse is, is is Donald's horse. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Toad is Toad sucks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, you know. So the, the 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 sort of the core of the story is that Toad is susceptible to mania, which is kind of not really, it's not a medical term we would use these days. No, but he just uh, makes poor life choices. Yeah. He makes poor life choices. He has sort of a, uh, uh, I don't know. Like he has you know, those impulse that, control. Like, yeah. Impulse, impulse control. He has one of those, like he, he always has to be doing another dangerous stunt. He always has to, you know, he's, He's always doing something dangerous. He's always because it like starts yeah. off with him with his horse drawn carriage, you know, driving recklessly. <laughs> well, and, yeah, yeah. Toad's that Toad's that one friend we all we've all had. Like, yeah, hey, man, can you bail me out? No, no, no I can't. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, so he's all he's all like driving crazy and. Now he gets a he gets motor mania, so now he needs a car. <laughs> and, motor mania. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it all feels very much like a nineteen fifties, um, like student, like fo- film that you're supposed to watch in class, like green asphalt. Yeah, I mean, it really feels that way at, at points, like because like he gets. He gets, you know, caught up in all of this and ends up making some bad decisions where he ends up selling Toad Hall, his very expensive house, to in a trade for a car. And he, like <laughs> the to- Toad Hall, which is by the way, losing money. So his his friend, the badger, who he's giving an ulcer, is yeah. trying to like balance the books and Toad's like, Yeah, eh, sorry man, I broke another priceless antique. Whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you know, because he's driving through the countryside all willy nilly in his horse and carriage and all that stuff. So it's uh, Angus McBadger. That's Angus the, McBadger. Angus McBadger. Yeah, and, and so you have um, Ratty and Molly, uh, his friends. That you know, everyone's trying to sort of talk him down from the edge at all times. Yeah. Uh, Finally, he gets arrested eventually. Which he gets arrested God. because it's uh, it's a stolen car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and so the bulk of the movie ends up being like his trial and explaining like the story, and then him breaking out of prison, <laughs> dressed well, up as a woman. <laughs> yeah, he's he's locked in the Tower of London, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, man? I made some bad life choices. Maybe I need to reevaluate things. Maybe my friends are right. And then his stupid horse friend comes and like, hey, bro, I'm busting you out. Yeah, put he's this, just, put he's this just, baby dress on. Yeah, he's just on the edge of an epiphany. Like, you know, look what this got me. And then Cyril, his horse, comes in and is like, hey, look what I got. <laughs> he's pretending, like, to be, yes, pretending to be his grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> Toad's like, I just got the joint. Cyril's like, cool. You want to make some money selling weed? And Toad's like, yes, I do. (laughs) I mean, and we're not like, yeah, you're not too far from that. I mean, (laughs) like, immediately after all of this, like, they find out, like, how how he was sort of had by, uh, oh, Winky? Was that the? Winky, the Winky, the bartender. Bartender. who, who, who witnessed the deed? Yeah. Like, spoilers is the head of the weasel gang. Yeah, he's head of the weasel gang. So it's like he, you know, so he basically uh, grifted Toad Hall away from <laughs> Toad and then got him arrested. Yeah. By testifying against him in court. Uh, and so they break, break back in the Toad Hall and steal the uh, deed to Toad Hall because. Basically, the testimony was the story that Cyril told wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And that there's no deed. There's no deed that was signed over or anything. He was just trying to sell a stolen car. <laughs> so, we Winky. get uh, Winky, he looks like the guy from Tapper, by the way. Yes, he looks exactly <laughs> like the... That has to be intentional, because they, yeah. it's very much the guy from ta- the arcade game Tapper. Or Root Beer Tapper, if, you know, you were... <laughs> Depending on how how which version you ended up getting stuck with, <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's a tapper guy. It's Winky, yeah, and it really is. Um, so yeah, New Year's Day, Toad's exonerated. All is good. All is happy. They're happy. Toad, he's a reformed frog. Everything's good, and then he starts just crashing a plane. He has a he he has like a like an old biplane. Yeah, it is literally a right plane, like a like it is a right flyer. It is yeah, yeah. an old biplane, and he's all just going crazy, flying around, crashing into buildings. <laughs> and and uh, McBadger has a stroke. Yes, because <laughs> he's yeah. like, nope. Yeah, it's and then like that's the end of it. Like he's just he's just moved on from cars. Now he's got an airplane mania, and that's the end of it. Like, he's not any better. He still broke out of prison. He just ended up getting exonerated. 
like he should have still done some time because he did yeah. break out of prison, even if it was wrongful. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then Basil Rathbone's like, don't judge him too harshly. Like, no, no, Basil, I will judge him harshly. I will judge him. He's, he learned no lessons and he's just going to be, a, now he's, he's, you know, flying a plane around. Like he's like a, a step away from being a terrorist at this point. <laughs> it's, he, he's already crashing it into like you know buildings and stuff. I mean, wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Does he not like fire shots into Toad Hall in his new plane? It certainly seems that it, way. it almost kills his friends. He like yeah. fires like a, a round of fire. Yeah, just yeah. It's yeah. He's he's a terrible friend. He's a terrible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say person, even though it is an anthropomorphic frog. But um, even though he, at one point he goes to air is human, like Toad, yeah. he's a mole. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's it's a fun story. Yes, it, it is. It yeah. sends a bad message, but it's a fun story. And uh, we'll get to us. Uh, we'll get we'll get to the ride later. That's uh, yeah. But so after you do uh, after that, it just goes right back to the library. The book goes back on the shelf. I want a copy of that copy of Wind in the Willows with the Disney Mr. Toad fo- inlaid in foil on the spine. Like, that has to exist, and I need it. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what's great? When we did, the, the last time we had two films, we had this really weird in-between segment with yeah. Edgar Bergen. And yeah. this one's just like, hey, here's another book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no... It just switches narrators. It goes from yeah. Basil to Bing Crosby. And I think between the two, I liked uh, Basil's sort of narration. I like Bing Crosby a lot, but yeah. it kind of felt a little hokey in um, this. He, yeah. He, he, he Bing Crosby's it up a lot. Like he's, like he's emphasizing his sort of speak pa- speech patterns a little bit for this. Brown bones. Brown bones. Yeah. Like... I, I, his singing is real good in it, but it's, you know, it's Ben Crosby. He's got a great singing voice and, you know, he, you know, white Christmas and stuff. And, you know, Ben Crosby, yeah. I'm actually live like 10 minutes away from Ben Crosby's uh, house that he was born in. <laughs> yeah. Like he was born in Tacoma and his, yeah, his house is like 10 minutes away. Like <laughs> people just live there too. It's this, you know, hundred year old house, but people just live there. There's just, there's just a plaque on it that says, Hey, this is where Ben Crosby was born, but it's just a nice, simple little house that's over here. He, he still haunts it and goes, boo. <laughs> yeah. So, no. yeah. So, Edit yeah. that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, obviously, is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And yeah. This was probably one of like I've seen this probably more than several of the things that we've seen already. Like I've probably seen this more than Same. the White and the Seven Dwarves, even. And I watched, you know, it, it's just yeah, it's it's a Halloween special. Like you yeah, know, I actively seek it out every Halloween. So yeah, I um, Legend of Sleepy Hollow is uh, like Wind in the Willows. You kind of have to talk about it a little bit because it's not as part, it's not as pop culture-y as uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Like, we all know the story of Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod Crane comes in the scrawny, bony Ichabod Crane comes into town uh, to be the new school teacher. 
and uh, you know he's he makes friends, falls in love. He kind of sort of gets the ire of the town jock, essentially <laughs> Gaston well, of the. You- here, here, so when I when I watched this when I was a kid, I was convinced like, yeah, you know, Braun Bones is a jerk. Yeah, but I can see kind of a connection between this and, and you know, Mister Toad because Ichabod's kind of a jerk too. Yeah, no, Ichabod, Ichabod, and and like, I have problems with the adaption of this a little bit because the story plays into Ichabod sort of using the people of the town for food a lot more. And that sounds wrong. To eat at their house, not using them for food as like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but just like, you know, his his main goal is just to have a full meal prepared for him, essentially. Like, he... They don't really... They just He just happens to have, like, large plates of food all the time, and you see him eating a lot, but they don't really play into that too much. Uh of like that's his kind of his goal a lot of the time. <laughs> he he has a social just where he has a social schedule. Yeah, and he's running down like I'm gonna go to this person's house for food. This yeah. person's house for food. Yeah, I, yeah. Brom is just being a jerk, and he's yeah. and you know he's not because the problem. Probably the biggest problem I have with this is um, the way the headless horseman is portrayed in this. Because in the book, it's and, and Disney sort of set the standard for this, but like his head isn't a pumpkin. No, it's it's a head that is like hanging like from his saddle. You know, it's his head that's there. So it's that's what he sees. You know, he's terrified. And then the big reveal at the end is, oh, all we found was his hat, his horse, and a smashed pumpkin. What is that? So in into him. It's he. It was his head, and he threw his real head. Like in, to, to Ichabod, he was seeing this human's head. It was a pumpkin the whole time, but because he's so terrified, and because Brom told the story and spooked him, you know, his mind is racing, and that's what he thinks, and he's super superstitious. So, you know, it it, it doesn't play it as a prank because that's yeah. the story portrays it that that was Brahms prank. He was he pretended to be the headless horseman and he had a pumpkin in the dark to make it look like he had a head and then threw it at him. So that's why all you find is pumpkin. But in this it's just it's a pumpkin. His head is a pumpkin, which makes no sense. Well, you know what the funny thing is the the flipping pumpkin so I didn't know anything about the story besides this cartoon and that yeah. one episode of Real Ghostbusters. With all the, the the different the different incarnations of the headless horseman, yeah. who also had flaming pumpkins, yeah, so, yeah. So like, so like the green goblin just <laughs> running yeah. around, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I mean, like, but yeah, like I said, like the I think that the, obviously the Disney version sort of set the precedent because it's hard to convey in a visual medium like somebody's perceptions without just yeah. without being a false narrator and playing a false narrator sort of is tricky sometimes because like I said, what Ichabod is seeing is a head, even though it's not a head, he's just so convinced it's a head. So in order to play that out, it has to be a head to the viewer too. Mm-hmm. And then the big reveal at the end, you're not, but you as the viewer maybe aren't necessarily as terrified. You're scared. Maybe the, maybe, especially right. if you're a young child, but, um, but you're not as terrified as the person you're following in the story. So it just becomes 
it feels like a bait and switch at the end where it's revealed, oh, it was just a pumpkin the whole time. Yeah. So well, this well, one, this one makes it seem like the headless horseman was real. <laughs> well, yeah, and they also kind of foreshadow the pumpkin thing when Brahm is singing the the headless horseman song, and he kind of slices slices off a scarecrow's head, which happens to be a pumpkin. Yeah. 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 So, but, uh, but yeah, but you're right. Like Ichabod was just like paranoid. Yeah. And he he's just seeing things, so obviously he's going to think it's ahead. Yeah, you know, it's dark in the middle of the woods. You don't have lighting like we do nowadays. So it'd be you'd be, it'd be easy to trick him being in the dark because we know Brom has a horse. It was you know a black horse, just like the headless horseman, and he's a big, bulky dude. So I was like, yeah, it's a it's him just screwing with Ichabod and trying to run him out of town because once you're on the other side of that bridge, his you know, he can't, he's, he's powerless against you. And that was, you know, essentially running him out of town so he can marry the lady that <laughs> he was trying to woo as well as Ichabod. So, uh, won't you cross that bridge, my friend? The husband's yeah. power reaches it. It's a very, it's a, it's a fun little song, too. Dude, that, I, there are times I always catch myself singing it just going, Ichabod, Ichabod. Yeah, it's, it's a very, um, very good movie. Like, it's a good little Halloween tale. Yeah. Like, despite my problems with it, it doesn't change the fact that it's just really well done. There's very little. There's, like, 45 seconds of Headless Horseman in it. It's mostly just Ichabod Crane just living in town. Mooching off the town, folk. Mooching off the town. and uh, Brom just being huffy and puffy about it. So, uh, I mean, I mean to be fair, Katrina's no saint in this thing either. Yeah, she's playing both sides in this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. She's not. She's yeah. She's not uh, any. You know, she's not a saint. <laughs> no, she kind of plays uh, Igabod and Brahm off each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah. She's intentionally sort of playing them off one another, instigating a lot of the stuff that's going on. So, uh, like, I like one of the first things, like where with. Like where she's like looking back at Brom while Ichabod is offering to like hold, carry her stuff and walk her across the, put his coat down and stuff. Like she's doing that all just to rile him up. Yeah, I, I kind of feel I kind of feel bad for Mo Howard haircut lady. <laughs> the the one who just her idea of dancing is I'm going to embrace and giggle like a maniac. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, no. Again, it's still just so incredibly fun, and yes, I, I like. I think like you know, this is only t- altogether an hour long, and it's incredible. An hour eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and, and most of that is like most of the like eight minutes would be like credits and interstitials or something like. Yeah. You know, so, um, like the opening, there's like you know, lo- these all have like little opening musical stings and stuff. So, um, so, uh, production wise, um, the wind in the willows sort of came first for them. Um, it was one of their like super early pitches to halt, like, like, you know, saying like, you know, this, this is a story that could only be told as a cartoon if if anyone were to adapt it. And, um, because it's anthropomorphized animals, and that's something we already do, you know. <laughs> right. So it's already in the Disney wheelhouse. Walt, Walt kind of liked it. He wasn't super sold on it. He thought it was corny. 
And it is. It's corny. But, but it's but it's a good corny. Yeah, it's the right kind of corny. But, um, yeah, no, it, it, I mean, and this was 1938, 39, like right after Snow White and the Seven Wars is when they started sort of pushing, like, hey, here's an idea. Here's a movie we can do. Um, but it was originally supposed to be a standalone movie, which I have no idea how you make this an hour, even. Like, when in the Willows, when in the Willows couldn't really handle that, I don't think. I think you'd get real tired of Toad and his stuff real quick. <laughs> they, they'd have to pad it out and take a lot of creative liberty. If they yeah, they, there would have to be, yeah, you'd have to like show more and like spend more time of him on the run or, you know, show more of the manias and stuff. And it just would have felt drug on. I think this is perfect length for Toad on the run. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Toad but, mania has run a while. No. Okay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it just like everything at Disney, it's just sort of like, yeah, okay, and then put it on the shelf, and then we'll come back to it. Then you have um, um, like, off of, like, it started, really started hitting production after Bambi. Um, but then you obviously had some issues after that, as in the writer's, or the animator strike, and World War II. <laughs> so, and also lack of funds. Yeah, yeah, no money. And at the time, because most of the money that Disney was getting, they had a working relationship with Bank of America. And Bank of America was like, okay, okay. Stop. Let's pad the brakes a little bit here. We give you, you know, they set a limit. And it was like, but you have to finish the movies you've already started. You just can't start going into another movie and expecting it. So you have to finish Dumbo. You have to finish Bambi. You have to finish Wind in the Willows. You have to finish these movies. Don't just, and and your shorts, obviously your shorts are a thing. So, I mean, so things that they were also moving forward on, like Alice in Wonderland, were, you know, sort of uh, cut the funding a little bit until, you know, they could, until they could finish some of these others and stuff. So at least, you know, scale these things back. Um, I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like, yeah, the, the, like we're just going to start this project. Ah, we're good. We'll get to this one. Let's yeah. start this project. Like, no, you focus. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and like Bank of America was sort of forcing their hand at this time. You need to focus. And, you know, they lost a lot of animators and stuff in, at, with World War II. And so some of them were coming back, you know, and, um, uh, you know, Frank Thomas, essentially, when he came back from the war, um, came back and started sort of finishing the movie in the state that it was in. Um, but uh, it was sort of like a salvation, <laughs> like not salvation, like a salvaging run. It was just like, we, we need to get this movie done, get it, get it together, but keep it short. <laughs> So, it, it is. It is short. It's, it is short. But it's like, you know, the thing is, even though it's a salvage job, it still has some really good animation in it, though. Yeah, and Disney, especially, we're at the point now where um, they, they, they've they've figured it out 
like they know what they're doing. They have a good, like, you know, once the, once like the animator strike is taken care of and the war is over, you start getting some people involved again and get some new animators and yeah, things start to really come together for the studio and, uh, the next next movie, Cinderella, it's a gorgeous movie, but it doesn't have the... Uh, there's a lot of rotoscoping and stuff, so it's a little unfair for that movie. But uh, this one's, you know, most mostly purely animated. Um, this was originally not a two-movie, like a two-short deal. There's going to be a third one in it. Um, because it was... Uh, like, because remember, I always said I, I mentioned it before that it was. Um, oh, what did I? What was the original title? Um, two fabulous characters. Two fabulous characters. Two fabulous characters. What it was when it was Mickey and the Beanstalk, and. Um, uh, Bongo. Uh, no, it was Mickey and the Beanstalk and Ichabod originally, and it was two fabulous. Oh, characters. right, 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 right. Yeah. And then they split it and then put Bongo with this and this one was going to be three fabulous characters originally because it was going to be one in the willows it was going to be the legend of happy valley which is mickey and the beanstalk and it was going to be um gremlins the um the world war ii you know they messed with airplanes kind of right not, not the 1980s don't feed them after midnight uh <laughs> gremlins but um it was and it was a raw doll creation the gremlins yeah um, Disney still has the Gremlins. I think they put a book came out, and they appear in Epic Mickey, but the movie and the cartoon, and the movie and the cartoon never uh, materialized. But um, but like the the Gremlin design was relatively popular for a time. But um, wasn't there a Gremlins Looney Tune short as well? There, you would know better than I would. Yeah, probably. Yeah. There, there, yeah, there is one with like yeah, bugs and a, and a gremlin wrecking a plane. So yeah, because because gremlins like it was like a sort of yeah, it was like a you know pilot sort of superstition kind of thing. Like yeah, you know the you know that when the planes are malfunctioning and stuff, it's those gremlins. You know that kind of uh, a kind of silliness and just sort of be, it just snowballed into this. So yeah. uh, which is which the gremlin thing is also where. Uh, one of the more iconic Twilight Zone episode. Uh, yes, that's why the, that's why the gremlin is on the wing of the plane. So terror at twenty thousand feet. Yes, which uh, uh, they remade that one in the uh, the movie that they did with, uh, with John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow instead of Shatner. Uh, uh, not as good. No, uh, I kind of like I kind of like the uh, the gossamer looking gremlin in the <laughs> the original one. Exactly. Um, but at, when when all shook out, they eventually dropped the title. It's no longer Two Fabulous Fellows. They put Mickey and the Beanstalk with Bongo and called it Fun and Fancy Free. Gremlins never materialized. And so then you get Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Wind in the Willows as a package feature because neither of them could be released as a movie because they're both about 25 to 30 minutes apiece. And uh, so you do that. You just attach a couple of celebrities to it. Bada bang, bada boom. You have a theatrical film that's going to make a buttload of money. So that's the production story of Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Tibb. Did it make a buttload of money? 
I think it made uh, probably, let's, here we go, worldwide rentals, 1.6 million. So in 1949, that's pretty good. That is good. So um, not like, not like uh, insanely good for, uh, for reference, the uh, uh, highest grossing movies of the year of 1949, which is when this came out, would have been Samson and Delilah and um, Battleground, which was uh, a uh, Van Johnson war movie, you know? So, uh, you know, and like uh, Battleground made $5 million. All the Kings... All the King's Men made three point five million. So but those those were also epics too. This was yes. not an epic, so yeah. Yeah, and they didn't put not a whole lot of money in the broad sense went into them. Like like some of the other movies, like you know, a fraction of the amount of money went into this as it will next next week or next year in their life cycle for um, Cinderella. I have to I have to assume the bulk of the budget was Basil Rathbone and Bing Crosby. You would assume so, especially since most of these have been worked on since 1938. You know, like, they've just been working on them here and there. And um, Yeah, most of the budget, I would assume, would have been the two celebrity guests that they had. Um, and it was, um, it was fairly well received. I mean, you know, it, this is a long way removed from, you know, Snow White, Dumbo, Bambi. Um, stories like those Pinocchio like the quality is like the visual quality is still there but sort of the storytelling quality is sort of low effort especially with these ones since they're really faithful adaptions to the stories just sort of Disney they're not even really disney up as much as some of the other Disney versions of things um, now, what, what you're, you're talking about like uh, you know Mr. Toad is short I, I mean they could have drawn Sleepy Hollow out to a full length heck Tim yeah. Burton did do that. Yeah, but, like yeah, yeah it's, it's it's something that obviously like it's about as it's like it's about as long to wa- to watch this as it would be to like listen to an audiobook recording of it. You know, yeah. it's about the same length. <laughs> so, um, but because it's not a particularly long story, it's a short story. No, it's there's I, it's a it's there's two stories in the book, I believe. Yes. And the Washington Irving. I, I forget what the other one is. Uh, so it uh, <laughs> it won a Golden Globe for Best Color Cinematography. Hmm. So, all right. Um, later releases, obviously, it's two shorts, so it's easy to sort of split them up. Um, so when they were doing the Disneyland TV show. Boom! Split them in half. You have yeah. no content for the TV show. Um, when I first saw them, I didn't see them together. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, me neither. I, I have, uh, yeah, I would have seen them individually because they, you know, that's what they do. They put them in like Halloween specials. I'm looking at uh, in 1982, they did Disney's Halloween Treat, which uh, aired on TV, and it was let's see what. Does it say what was on it? Yeah, it's a bunch of like the Night on Bald Mountain sequence from Fantasia and uh, Donald Duck Trick or Treat, I'm guessing. Yeah, Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. The Cyan Am 
I guess uh, the song from Lady and the Tramp, Cyanide. <laughs> How is that? Oh, oh, because they were evil. Yes, just like the Cruella de Vil song is part of it, too. It's like, yeah, they just sort of smash together things with some sort of mildly, um, like, evil <laughs> tone to it. And just figured, there we go. Um, yeah, I, I see. I seem to recall there was some kind of package, and I might be wrong, but there was some kind of, like, ha- Halloween package with Ichabod and uh, Donald Duck, Trick or Treat, and The Lonesome Ghost. Yeah, I'm. I am. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, yeah. There is like a couple other things in there too, but those are the three I remember. Yeah. So. Oh, like oh, here's interesting. So when they split them up, the the only thing cut from Sleepy Hollow was the bookcase introduction. <laughs> uh, seems like an odd, odd edit. Yeah, but I guess, yeah. But Wind in the Willows, um, they added new music, so the introduction was changed. They cut out the scene where McBadger confronts the angry townspeople. Uh, the newspaper scene with Toad's disgrace was shortened by removing the newspaper articles of his friend's attempts to reopen the case. Just like a really quick little couple frames of animation kind of thing. And, so it uh, makes, you, makes you wonder why they would bother to do that. Yeah, and the scene of him, they changed the scene of him when he's sunk underwater. Um, tr- when he's freaking out, trying to pull the ball and chain he's shackled to off the floor of the water. That I can understand, because it's him drowning. You think he died. You, you think yeah. he's dying, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a, all right. And this is, uh, this is available on Blu-ray, this yeah. particular version, and like you can, with digital copy and everything. You can, so, you can walk into Best Buy right now and go get, and a, copy get a copy of Adventures for less than for less than fifteen bucks. Yes, um, and I think they. I also think they combo packed it at one point. You can get fun and fancy free with it because thematically, the two are pretty much like like this could easily be a sequel to Fun and Fancy Free. Um, or like, or like I said, a prequel to Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend this. It's yeah. With um, the, the, we always like to talk about like the lasting impact, like you know, hit song. I didn't it didn't this movie didn't really break pop culture by any stretch of the imagination. Like was it there, has, was. It has good music, but none of them were hits by any, you know, by any standard. I, I am, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm almost a positive there was a 45 out with, like, the Sleepy Hollow soundtrack. I, there has to have been. I, they, they put yeah. everything out on uh, on record. So. Yeah. I, I, I would totally track that down, by the way, if I ever found it. Yeah. Um, it's that There's no, like, obviously no video game based off of this like there are like you know but they pop up in things obviously like yeah you'll find like mr toad and things and uh sleepy hollow stuff and other disney properties like you know but i think the biggest thing that this has lasting impact wise is the uh, disney theme park attraction mr toad's wild ride mr toad's wild ride which is um in the in the states 
it's still operating at Disneyland, not at Disney World anymore. Um, and it is probably the second best ride in Fantasyland. It it it's it it, it ages well, put it that it's way. When you, well, you go in your six. Yeah. It's I always make sure I, typically there's not much like I go obviously go to Disneyland regularly, as you would assume. Somebody who runs Disney a podcast. Disney podcast yeah. uh, like I go to um, Disneyland. JJ lives in Washington State, and yes. I live I live 120 miles away from Disneyland, and, and I she goes more. more than I do. Yeah, yeah, I go once. I go once a year, uh, just, just a pil- great pilgrimage. Uh, and like in terms of Fantasyland, there's not a lot there, obviously for me. But Peter Pan's Flight and Mr. Toad are the two that I always make sure to go out of my way and do. Um, Mr. Toad follows sort of a loose storyline based on it, where you have motor mania with him, essentially. <laughs> I had thought about that. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, Disneyland Dark Rides, especially when they first opened, they didn't put... People were confused because they didn't put the character in the rides, because you're supposed to be the character. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're riding in like Peter Pan or if you're riding in Snow White or something, it's like Snow White's not in there because you're supposed to be the character. But then well, people would be like, where's Snow White in the scary adventures? So they eventually throughout the years, they've added them. But, uh, but yeah, it's you with motor mania dr- going crazy in this car, wrecking stuff, crashing into things. And then eventually you get uh, arrested <laughs> You get it's got those good sound effects too. That yeah. ride, it's some amazing yeah. sound effects. Yes, yeah. You get arrested. You get sent to trial. You're found guilty. You try to escape. You get hit by a train, and then the end of the ride is you traveling through hell because you died a bad person, and now you're in hell. <laughs> the, the end of the ride is that a ball and chain drag you down to the bottom of a river. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's, a frog. He could he could survive underwater. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's literally you die on this ride, and they turn up the heat too. So when you're in the hell segment, it's a little warm in there. So <laughs> uh, it is it's, it, 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 it is the second hottest ride I've been on uh, besides um, uh, uh backdraft it's backdraft and mr toad in that order yeah yeah it's crazy that it's like that it exists but at the same time disney liked disney likes dark stuff like you know people give them guff about you know sanitizing things but like everything's dark there's always death and tragedy and there's not, and this ride is no different. There, you die in this ride and go to hell because you you were a criminal. <laughs> like, I mean, the haunted mansion is actually one of the least macabre things they have there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and that's a sto- and that's a, and that's a story about a murderous bride. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um. 
But uh, yeah, I absolutely love Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. There's nothing. Yeah, but, I, I, it's not an exciting ride in the sense of you know, there's you know, there's no speed or banking turns. It's just good storytelling and a little dark ride with some black light effects and some cardboard cutouts and animatronics. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like it's also, and this is my experience, so you might differ, but. It's also, as far as like one of the main attraction rides, it also has one of the shortest wait times. It can. Um, obviously, if you're in the summer, it's one of the bigger rides. So, but comparatively to Peter Pan's flight, which or tea, or the teacups or, or the teacups, Space like, Mountain or whatever, yeah. For whatever reason, in Fantasyland in particular, Peter Pan's flight always has like a ninety minute wait time. <laughs> And well, is, that, that gives you time to eat some of that delicious kettle corn that they sell in Fantasyland. Yes, yes, it's so good. good. The popcorn in general at Disneyland is always very well made. Like it's never burnt, it's never bad. It's always just perfect popcorn. You could smell it from half a mile away. Oh yeah. yeah. J- JJ and I often often talk about how much we love the uh, Disneyland corn dogs. Yes, Which yes. Get the little red wagon at the end of Main Street. Get a yeah. corn. That's well, yeah. It's it, they're just like you know the. <laughs> you could go. We could do an entire like series of just like eating at Disneyland. You know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's there's so much and it's all so varied from land to land, area to area. Yeah, there's some things that are the same. Like the the little carts are all relatively the same with. You know, popcorn and churros and pretzels and uh, 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 turkey legs <laughs> inexplicably is one of the big ones. But uh, but then, like, but then yeah, you have breakfast at the Carnation Cafe. Yeah, yeah. You, uh... you know, you get to like get a good lunch and like uh, Critter Country with the Hungry Bear and stuff. And, yeah, a decent hamburger. Yeah, and crazy funnel cakes. Yes. Yeah. Great. Like, so, yeah. It's really good. And then there's also that uh, that the uh, the buffet style one with the fried. Yes. Chicken. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> God, now yeah, now I'm hungry for Disney. Now food. we're now I've got a book a Disneyland trip. <laughs> just to eat. Just to eat. Just to go for. Uh, to go for a nice warm meal to travel all the way like, to Southern California for a corn dog and maybe some like French toast cinnamon rolls. <laughs> or a, a, a Mickey shaped cookie. Yeah. Mickey shaped cookie and a Mickey shaped pretzel. That's <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is about the Carnegie Cafe every time I go, I get one of those little containers of milk will go with my Mickey cookie. And that is the best milk. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know, it, it better be the best milk. It costs like four dollars, right? <laughs> for for a cafeteria sized thing of milk. Yeah, it's like you know, twenty five cents if you're still in grade school. But <laughs> here's my lunch ticket. Yeah, but uh, yeah, now 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 we're just talking about food. I knew this was going to well, happen at some point. Well, it, it, it's a short it's a short movie. Yeah, it's a short movie, it's and short. I mean. I'm so glad that we're out of this stretch and I'm like next week's episode is probably going to be a relatively long episode because this is back full steam ahead. 
and you know it's Cinderella. It's a big movie. It's a important release for the studio, and uh, it's it's kind of the resurgence of Disney, basically. Yeah, it's it's the second wind. It's Disney falling. The forties are over. The war is done. The animators are back, and they've now finished kind of all their obligations, and now they get to go and look at the feature-length single subjects that they've been wanting to do again. So, C- Cinderella is the uh, Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2002. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, at this point, we're only, uh, ooh, we're only a couple of, a uh, couple of years away from uh, Walt uh, getting focused on things, not cartoons. Yeah. Uh, because you know they break ground on Disneyland in fifty. Cinderella is nineteen fifty, and um, right nineteen fifty because this is forty nine. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, and then Disneyland uh, breaks ground in fifty four. Mm-hmm. So Walt had been planning it a couple of years prior. It's real focused on trains and miniatures at a point before that. So like, Oh, that's know. right. Cause one of his animators had a, a train in his backyard. Walt's like me too. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that, and then, yeah, yeah. That's the sort of, that's sort of the birth of the Disneyland idea. Like as what, it, cause like, no, I want to have, I want to take this train up to 11 kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so eventually, Disneyland is going to get tied into the cartoons a little bit um, sh- coming up shortly, um, and we're also going to be full steam ahead because uh, most things we're going to be talking about are going to be having some sort of prominent role in some way in the theme park. Yes. Um, and you know money and the tv series and things and like you know we're, we're gonna have to talk about things other than the movie itself to sort of give you the ideas of what else was going on in the studio so some of these are going to exist during the same time as davy crockett being a hit and um things oh like God. that are we gonna have to talk about once upon a time uh probably <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, technically, we already should have yeah. with Snow White, but I, yeah. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we probably won't. They, they don't really. Yeah, it's, it's, you don't have to worry. You know, I'm not going to make you watch any once upon a time. But, uh, but Nobody yeah, should. But next week, nineteen. We're, next week, we roll into the fifties. Yeah, I would say that Cinderella <laughs> might be. It's got to be one of their more prolific movies. I think it, it, it's iconic in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think it's probably in terms of just sort of scope of pop culture and awareness, public awareness and stuff. It's got to be like that, like you know, an S tier kind of Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a Kuma. It's yes, Kuma. Yeah, yeah. Anime because it's got the uh, it's, it's it's got music, it's got you know 
characters at like lots of recognizable sort of characters. And I can say that there's a, uh, like, there's a couple of quotes from this that I use a lot and especially mm-hmm. from like the mice and stuff. So, uh, but if you know, you, that's all, that's all next week. That's next that's week. All next week. We'll, 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 we'll get into like the, uh, the hours because there's, I'm sure JJ is going to like regale us a lot of production stuff with Cinderella. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot went into that. I do want to say that I like the, I'm looking at the poster for Cinderella right now, and it is a great poster just because I like the way they describe these movies. It's for all the love, for all the world to love, Walt Disney's Cinderella, a love story with music (laughs) is one bullet point and the greatest since Snow White. So it's see where we're going. This is sort of the uh, reboot. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And, and And it's a great way to kick it off. Yeah, um, it doesn't last very long, but, um, but you know, because you know, you only get you only get really a stretch of a few high quality, you know, like how I said, this is S tier. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the, like, and then you get a few more after that, and then you start getting into the like, oh yeah, I remember that, I saw that, I remember, oh yeah. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that in years or something. But uh, you're you're gonna badmouth one of my favorite movies. <laughs> am I? Am I really? You you know what? Because you you already know what my favorite Disney film is. I do. And you might <laughs> I feel like you're bordering. I, I can I can assure you that yes, I have to badmouth it, but <laughs> I still love it. But we'll get to it. You will know what that movie is when we get there. But yeah. but so that's until like, we that's get. Like, there, 20, 30 episodes down the line. <laughs> We're not that far from it. 20, 15. Well, let's see. What was it? 19. Yeah. Early 70s. So, yeah. yeah, we're not that far. And, and, and the movies start stretching out. They're not yearly. Yes. So we're going to quickly yeah, remove. We're going to quickly move on from yearly, um, which is good for the studio because they have their fingers in so many different pies now. Um, yeah. Like, t- like TV, movies, and uh, like live action is a big thing for them at this point now too. And they have other studios doing other things. Like it's not just one studio making animated movies anymore and stuff. So they start diversifying a little more. So it lets the features, the animated features that they, that they're known for get more time. Uh, we're, so. we're coming up on the Disneyland TV show here pretty soon. Yes. Yes. Um, very, very soon. So uh, but until then, I want to thank you all for joining us once more. Do we have to rank it? Oh, we do have to rank it. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Luckily, I never closed out my window from the last time we did this. So <laughs> it doesn't, it's not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make the audience suffer through you uh, improvising some time again. <laughs> so um, I walked into a store and. Oh, uh, dear Lord. Thing no. now. Mumble. Nick, Nick, please, please stop it. Please, just. <laughs> I, I told you, you wasted your money on those improv classes. Yeah, believe. <laughs> you thought you I thought, was in the Groundlings for forty-five months. Yeah, yeah. I told you that, the, and, and you like you had to pay to go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a suggestion for the audience. Cocaine, all right. All right, Nick. So, 
here's your list. Is it yep. better or worse than Dumbo? It is worse than Dumbo. Better or worse than Fantasia? It is worse than Fantasia. Better or worse than Fun and Fancy Free? It's better than Fun and Fancy Free. So so it's better than Fun and Fancy Free. Yes, because here's the thing. As much as I love Mickey and the Beanstalk, <laughs> I love Ichabod so much more. <laughs> and I and I genuinely like Wind Willow, so So? That's my number three. Icky Ichabod and Toad is now your number three. Movie. It won't stay there very long. <laughs> <laughs> Especially going forward. It's, no. it's, it's a real who's who some of these Disney movies. Um so for me, my number one is still Fantasia. It's Forever. Yes. Well, no. Maybe not. I, I was really like, there's there's one that is such a contender that but we're we're ways away. Do but I know what it is, you think? Maybe. Maybe. You if you know me well enough, then there's a good chance. But uh, I think I do. Uh, you probably do. Yeah. But I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, so it's It's Black Cauldron. Damn it, I told you. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's worse than Snow White. It's worse than Pinocchio. I like it. I like Dumbo more. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it above Fun and Fancy Free on my list too. Yeah. So for me, it's my new one, two, three, four. It's my number five now at this point. So. Uh, Yay for fun! Yay for Ichabod, Mister Toad. Yeah, really just, really just, you know, strong armed its way onto the list. Never really going into this, I never really would have thought that. If you know what I mean, like right, because it's it's almost like it's a package and then a throwaway. But yeah, they're both good stories and well done. And you know, I watched them, um, you know, together, and like as the actual movie and they work very well together. Yeah. And that really helps it too. Like some of these don't necessarily like, you know, fun and fancy free. They don't really work well together, mostly because the framing of it's really bad. Yeah. Um, and they're and sort of, working. yeah, that's what I mean by the framing. <laughs> I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to throw shade at the, world famous ventriloquist three weeks in a row but <laughs> no i feel like i, I no yeah, I yeah no, it was so bad and even like the jiminy cricket stuff wasn't that inter- interesting just him breaking into a house living the hobo's life in somebody's house you know like it, it somehow made jiminy cricket not good yeah, and, and yeah. that's a heck of a feat yeah but um but yeah it's uh this is really good and it's the first time I've watched them sort of together as the single feature uh, in 20 years. Like, so. Um, and, and you obviously own the Blu-rays. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yet never watched it. Bought it, didn't watch it, which is pretty much how I am with Disney stuff. So I have the potential to watch it. And this this podcast is a good excuse to actually get some uh, use. 
or or in my case, buy it and then uh, redeem the digital copy and then never watch the physical copy again. <laughs> there you go. See, see, if we were if we were real if we were, if we were real boys in the real show, we could just write it off as a business expense. <laughs> Get on that sweet, uh, sweet, sweet tax fraud. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but so there we go. Yeah. Number five on my list, number three on your list. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Highly recommended. Highly yeah. recommended. Um, you've, it, it, like, you've probably haven't seen these in a while. Like maybe Ichabod and Mr. Toad, because it's it's like a Halloween movie, but I'm I'm pretty certain a lot of people probably have if they if they ever even have seen Wind in the Willows, haven't seen it in forever. It's not exactly a common one. It's not like it has a place on TV anywhere, so. <laughs> and I think, like, uh, if I'm not, if you just don't, if you don't want to buy it and you just, you're just curious, I think it's like two dollars to rent it on YouTube. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, absolutely worth uh, the two dollars. And who knows when? I don't know how the Disney streaming service is going to shake out in the end. Like, you would assume they would have their catalog on there, but at the same time, this is Disney, and they're a big fan. <laughs> of their vault and sort of keeping things locked away from you for as long as possible. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if, we'll, we'll get the lion guard before we get this movie on the streaming service. Yeah. But, but again, uh, thank you for joining us. It uh, next week, night we roll into the fifties and we're going to go right into Cinderella. And I hope that you join us on our pumpkin turned into a carriage, uh, and 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 more McDonald's Christmas ornament discussion. Absolutely, <laughs> we're gonna really we're gonna really double down going forward because now we're gonna get into the merchandising extravaganza of Disney. <laughs> so I need, maybe sad I can't find my Gus this year. <laughs> there, perfect. But. So please, for more of this witty banter about McDonald's Christmas tree <laughs> ornaments, join us next week and have a magical day. Bye. <laughs>